When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scouts. If you're here to see some pain from Janny, if you've been annoyed with his doing quite well over the last sort of nine to ten weeks, you're in for a treat tonight because Janny, it was not a good week for you, was it? It's an absolute shocker. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, my team's actually was in really good shape and scored really well across the board. But then I got captaincy wrong. And unfortunately, this game is 90% captaincy and 10% everything else, which is a shame because <laughs> we spend, obviously I'm going to say that this week, but we spend all of our time, we spend hours each week deliberating on every little move we make and every small decision and every price rise and every injury. It doesn't matter. All you need to do is get captaincy right, as this week's shown. I had a worldie week. I'd have scored way above 100 points if I got captaincy right, but I didn't. So I had a nightmare. Oh dear. Yeah, no, not you mean. And the biggest, well, probably not the biggest, but one of the unfortunate things, where was one point in it between us? We've been, you know, up and down throughout the last sort of, you know, since since we started doing these. But now you can see 41k for me, 282k for you, and it's it's purely down to that captain's captaincy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's it wasn't just the captaincy. It was the minus four I bought in to bring Havertz in. Yeah. Plus, if I didn't make that transfer, I would have started Livramento, who got nine points. So it was actually like, it was the 21 I missed out on captaincy, plus the four point hit. What's that? 25 plus the nine. So it's 34 points net, which is 34 points. That, that would have taken me to like 100, I don't know, 15 points for the game week. I would have been, I would have been on the same rank as you. Yeah. Oh, I, I. Do you know what the worst part was? You working that out and then realizing that it's it's thirty four points. Because I, I was yeah. thinking, I I told uh, a few people uh, to do Jota to to ha- to have us even for I a saw hit, your tweet, Captain. <laughs> and I think I worked it out about the same. Would have been about thirty thirty five points lost on that just on that one move. It's it's a it was a brutal week for a lot of people. Um. Yeah. So yeah, anyone who's listening and Captain Havertz, you are not alone because. Yeah, Janny, uh, Janny can feel your pain. And like I said, I, if I'd had Jota, I, I would definitely have done that move. So, yeah, yeah ouch. Um, right, let's. we're going to go into your team in a bit more detail. Just before we do, I just want to talk about Fantasy Five, who are partnered with Fantasy Scout this season. Uh, it's a complimentary game to play alongside FPL each week. A few minutes to set up your team. Essentially, what you do is you pick five players, and those uh, five players earn fantasy points, just the same as FPL. There's no bonus points. And they have a fantasy target. So if your player that you pick outscores their fantasy target, then you get that player ticked off. And if you get all five right, you get £10,000. It sounds easy. Uh, it is easy. It's a very, very simple game, but it's not so easy to to win it because often the players you think are going to do well uh, have higher points targets and they don't quite meet it. So you try and go for kind of riskier players like Havertz, <laughs> who doesn't come in. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really tough. But this week looks looks really good. Uh, there's We're going to talk about it in a bit more detail. But I think if you're ever thinking of getting involved in, in Fantasy Five, this is a great week to do it because some of the targets look very achievable. Um, even if you don't meet the targets, there's weekly prizes, Premier League football kits of choice. There's monthly prizes. There's a Fantasy Football Scout League, which uh, codes in the description. Um, and also there's prizes uh, the Fantasy Five give away. They've given away a, a 4K gaming monitor, for example. And I believe this month is an Apple Watch as well. 
so yeah, great monthly prizes. And there's an annual prize as well of Champions League final tickets. So great to get involved. And all the links and stuff are in the description. If you're interested in Fantasy Five, stick around at the end of this video. Jenny and I will be picking out some of our players uh, that we think are going to score well this week to help you. We can all share the jackpot together and it'll be really nice and we can go off to the Bahamas and all that um, and have a lovely time. Uh, right. Oh, I mean, that's all That's all nice. It's a nice dream for the Bahamas. It's not so nice getting your team up on the screen. Uh, Jani, 82 points. Like you say, any other week, decent week. Any yeah. other week when you captain Salah, you'd be in the, 200, in the 100 points club and, and laughing. Uh, your team was Ramsdale in goal. Same as me, three points. Disappointing. Uh, obviously Arsenal in full control of that game managed to concede Reese James 13 Diaz and Cancelo both conceded 2-1 oh, for them no. that was offside that penalty that should have <laughs> they didn't VAR didn't go back long enough and it was like it was only like four or five passes before the pen it was clearly offside but VAR just didn't go back enough yet the week before they went back like 10 phases of play and found an offside I found myself very conflicted in that because well, in the whole game because I had, I had Foden and Cancelo in that match and you know, obviously, as a Brighton fan, I didn't want us to lose. But after we're like two nil down, the game's kind of over. You're three nil down, whatever it was. Like, I, you're kind of just thinking, well, we might as well just get spanked now. And is that is that is that a healthy attitude to have? I don't really. I was kind of annoyed when we got the penalty because yeah. I, I knew it wouldn't really matter the result. And I had I had cons- I don't know. It's a weird, weird way to. I'm very conflicted when when Brighton play players that I, I have in my team. Um, yeah. But we played well in the second half. I have to say. Yeah. Really well. Um, if we'd played like that in the first half, we might have given them more of a game. I thought we'd give them, you know, a, a good game, but they're just too strong. They, City are just coming out the blocks quick at the moment, aren't they? Like, they, they're looking like a team that every time they play, they're going to score four or five goals. Yep. Like, they're very capable of that in any given match, any given half. Like, they could have scored four or five in the first half, right? And you look at it and go, that's why you have to cover this attack. Absolutely. And cover the attack you did. You had Foden with 18 points. We will talk about him in a sec because I probably owe you one uh, for him. Salah with 24, which is great if everyone and their dog hadn't captained him uh, except you. Uh, Rafina with one. Really disappointing to see him go off and obviously now a doubt for the weekend. But here we go. Here's the big one. Havertz pain. Havertz, six points as your captain. The only outfield starting player not to get points, I believe, in the Chelsea team. Even Rupert yeah. Loftus-Cheek came on and managed to get an assist. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. I mean, how did you feel watching that game with, with Havertz? And how do you feel now? I felt sick. I <laughs> <laughs> thought you might say that. <laughs> it was like, as soon as he went off, I was just, and Ross Bartley was coming on, I was just like, that is unbelievable because there's 25 minutes left and they're going to score more goals. And mm. they did. But when you score seven and your number nine's not involved in anything, that just, that doesn't happen in FPL. Like there's a few points dodgers out there. We've seen it with Firmino and Jesus, like when they played it in number nines for City and Liverpool and they've scored big, but never with seven and never not, not involved and never mm. a week where it was an obvious captain pick. Because look, if Lukaku was fit, all those Salah captainers, I'd say 80% of those that went Salah captain would have probably gone Lukaku captain. I would so, have, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and so it, it shows the number nine versus Norwich and it shows because they scored seven, I still think it was a very good call. Like I will not have... I will I will argue to the moon and back with anyone that says Havertz, even you know, with hindsight and knowing what happened with Salah and Havertz, it was still a good call. And I would to say I'd do it again makes me sound naive that I haven't learned from my mistakes. But I know at some point 
I'll be faced with a similar scenario and I will make that call again. And that's what makes mm. my gameplay quite different to others because others would see that and go, I would never make that move again. It was naive. I'll learn from that. But there's other managers out there and I put myself in that category that goes, no, the, the, the outcome was poor, but the decision seemed still right. The decision was obviously right on Salah, but that, that was a freak. That was a freak. I still back my decision in a weird way. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, there's three things that kind of needed to, to happen for that to be a disaster. Obviously, Havertz needed to, to blank, which I think I didn't see that, that happening. If, you, if you'd showed me the score of 7-0 and, and said Havertz got you know, three points in that game, I'd be absolutely amazed playing you know, out of position, up front. Um, I mean, there was some, there was some things that, that Tuchel said, well, not that he says, but there's stats around Tuchel's strikers and how few goals they score and how few points they get. And obviously Havertz brings other players into the game and all that, but to get absolutely nothing. And then he scores in the Carabao Cup as well. He scored in the Champions League before that, just to sandwich, you know, some, some points in between the, the blank, which hurts. But not only that, you need United just not to show up and just completely yeah. capitulate in the way that I don't think many people saw. I think people saw a Liverpool win, but not to the extent that, we had at the weekend. And we've seen United bad, haven't we? But we've never seen them that bad. bad. Never, that never bad. like that. No, I mean four 0 down going into half time is you know I, I thought United would keep it quite tight and the tactics were just all wrong. The players were making mistakes. Oh, I was. We, I mean, we could talk about that game all night. It was absolutely dreadful. But then you also you need Salah to to come in with with the return that that he got. And again, I was expecting Salah to score and get yeah. you know some points, but to get twenty four points away at Old Trafford first player to score a hat-trick at Old Trafford in the Premier League you know it's it's just the stuff of, of nightmares if you it happens you once a season absolutely a single game week player that's heavily captained scores 24 points that happens once a season max that happens once every two seasons like it just you don't see those sort of numbers and I was braced for two attacking returns I thought if there's a goal and assist I'll be fine anything under 10 points I can take and go it was a, it was a the wrong call, whatever. Move on. But as soon as you start getting into double figures, it becomes scary. And then mm. when you get over twenty, it's just like, okay, this is insane now. <laughs> yeah. But there's a few I noticed. Uh, there's one or two captain hindsights in the chat, which I expect. Um, Gob Gaberi says Havertz's body language was not captain worthy. Gaberi, if you ever watched Havertz play, that's how he walks. That's how he runs. His running stats are up there with the best Chelsea players in the league. He that's his style. He looks like he's not interested. Don't think that a professional footballer that starts for Germany and scored a goal, the winning goal in a Champions League final, doesn't care. He puts 100% effort in. It's just the way he runs. Um, just in the same way you watch Carlos Tevez and think that he's running at 100 miles an hour all the time. It's just the style. Players like Havertz um, are often punished by fans that don't watch them much or look at the numbers and go, oh, he doesn't care. That's not, a, that's not someone you'd captain. That's how he plays. Champions League final, he was man of the match. He looked the same. Do you do you rate him? I really rate him, mate. I'm so excited when he came. And I do think we expect a little bit too much of new players in the Premier League if the price tag's been heavy. And the price tag was very heavy. And all the best clubs in the world wanted him. And we, we were fortunate enough to get him. And I think we will see a very good habit. I think we've already seen it in fits and starts. Champions League final, he was amazing. He's brilliant in front of goal. He's so versatile in his positions and he's still, he is like 21 years old, maybe 22. He's, he's young. And when you watch Germany in the Euros, they were poor against England, but the one player who turned up in that must win game for Germany and the one player they actually built their team around Germany, a brilliant football nation built their team around Havertz. So 
very good managers think he's an elite level player, too cool for one. And I think we'll see it. We hopefully see it more this season. And by next season, we'll see it a lot. But yeah, I mean, big moments he has delivered. I know he's not been brilliant consistently, but that's new league, new players, new system, new manager. Second question for you then. Do you think he's an FPL, a good FPL option still? Yeah. As long as Lukaku's out, he's a brilliant FPL option. So like as, as we saw couple last of weeks, night. Couple of weeks max he's got, realistically. Yeah. As soon play. as Lukaku is fit, or even Werner's fit, and in the 11, I think you sell Havertz because when there's a number nine in that Chelsea team and he is competing for one of the number the two number 10 slots, he will, one, there'll be rotation. Two, when he starts, he'll never play 90. And three, he just doesn't, he's not a brilliant point scorer. But when he's the number nine, he does take more shots. We've seen mm. that. Last night, he looked great. And this isn't a midfielder that's playing false nine. And we often mistake any midfielder that plays number nine as, oh, it must be a false nine then. Not at all. When Havertz plays nine, he plays like a striker. He runs in behind. He plays like Werner or Lukaku would on the last man. He's not doing a Phil Foden. Um, so therefore, you get him further up the pitch. You get more shots. Um, I like him. I think I think he's going to produce against Newcastle. I really do. I'm expecting a goal this weekend. Um, and I think owners deserve it. <laughs> uh, they, re- they really do. So what, what, what do you make of Mason Mount? Because obviously Mason Mount came in with, with 24 points, joint top scorer. Uh, this week, it, he, it was a funny one because I had I had considered Mount on my on my wild card, but I'd considered my wild card as a bit of a steady Eddie, you know, someone who comes in the team. He's always been a bit of a, a trickler of points. He'll get the odd assist, yeah. the odd goal, steady. I mean, for him to get the returns that he got, I was really surprised with. He, I mean, he overperformed on his on his stats massively. Um, obviously, the tap in from Loftus Cheek as well, penalty. Um, do you think he's kind of stats padded a little bit or, or do you think he can start becoming a proper FPL asset that you know delivers well each week I think as long as his price stays low he'll be, be a good FPL asset because there's value there because we're not paying an arm and a leg for a player that's the number 10 for an attacking team that scores mm. lots and we know he creates lots of chances and his set pieces are really good my problem with Mount and Chelsea fans will know or FPL fans will know Mount's one of my favourite players at Chelsea. Has been for three, two, three seasons. I loved him at Derby. I'd watched him in the academy. Every time you brilliant. say money, mate, it's a part of my yeah. soul dies. Just say so you no. Know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and even even in like the under 18s, he was the captain of that team, and that under 18s team was phenomenal, as you would expect with Chelsea academies, right? Um, the one thing I've always said about money <laughs> is <laughs> oh, there it goes, there it goes. <laughs> he um, he's not the best finisher. And I do look at him and I watch him play so much and have done over the years. And I've always thought he needs to improve his finishing. And I am, I'm not a critic of his in any way, shape or form, but his finishing needs a little bit of work. But actually we saw against Norwich, he was very clinical and possibly he's turned the corner there. And look, he's not a bad finisher by any stretch. He's not a Timo Werner, but I do think he often gets into good positions and doesn't score. Um, but actually looks great. And I thought he was tired after the Euros. I, th- I wouldn't have gone near him at the start of the season. Now he looks like he's had a little rest because he had a couple of injuries and injuries don't aren't always a bad thing. When they're little knocks and you're not travelling to the away Champions League games as he didn't once or twice, you actually get the rest time. And I think he needed that. And he looks really sharp, although it was Norwich. So let's mm. see where, where, he, where he features against tougher opposition. But he's one of Chelsea's best players. 
He's a phenomenal footballer. We heard Gary Neville criticising United players recently, a lot on Sky Sports for the lack of press. Greenwood can't press, Rashford can't press. And Gary Neville says you can't expect these players to do it. The reason Gareth Southgate and the reason Thomas Tuchel and any other manager that's ever managed Mason Mount, Lampard again, the reason they all want Mount is because football has changed and they want teams, most of these managers want teams that can press from the front. There are very few attacking players that can do it like Mason. He genuinely is the best presser I've probably seen in terms of an attacking midfielder. He's phenomenal and that is so important now to the way football's played. I think United could have, could have done with him against yeah. Liverpool if that was the strategy they were they were looking to get. Um, yeah. So we're going to see quite a few people moving for Mount, you know, going forward. I think, obviously, like you say, great, great player. Hopefully he can start delivering those returns. What about the people that are moving Havertz to, to Mount? Do you think that's... I'm guessing from what you've Don't been saying... Don't do it. Yeah, Don't it's too, do too it. sideways, right? It's so sideways. And also, honestly, given the choice going into Newcastle, could I have Mount or Havertz in my team? They're, let's say they're exactly the same price. I'd take Havertz. He's playing number Havertz. nine. Cool. He's playing number nine. That's all I need. That's, very, very that good. is why I bought Phil Foden, by the way. I bought Foden before he got any FPL Hang on. points. Well, no, we're going we're to we're come, come on to Phil Foden. We're going to come on to Phil Foden. Well, we're going to come to Phil Foden right now, actually. Because, yeah, like you just said, you bought Foden in before he was cool. I gave you a bit of stick for it. You said you'd eat your hat if you didn't have, have Foden. But, I mean, the one thing is, you were pretty close to going with Greenwood instead of Foden. Don't, you know, don't try and pull the wall over my For eyes. one week only. For one week only. Yeah, yeah. The plan was always Foden. It was, do I get him in on that wild card? Well, I've got my, I had Mo pay for one week early, for one week only. And now I'm probably going to be stuck with him for the next three or yeah. four weeks. So you never yeah. know what could have, But anyway, no, it was. Those, you those went, plans move around. They do. But you went for Foden. It was a great move. I watched him in the game. Uh, I can't remember who it was. He was, he scored the goal. Um who was it in his in his first game? Uh... He played against. I saw him against Chelsea, and I don't think he did return, and that was what I needed to buy him. He played number nine against Chelsea. It was the week after Chelsea. That's, that's what it was, so it was Liverpool. So you bought him ahead of the Liverpool game. Yeah, I watched him in that Liverpool game and thought, okay, this is this is this is a different Foden. Oh, it was this, a really good goal, wasn't it? It was on the, on the angle. Yeah, it was a really good goal. It was a really good performance. He looked. He just was central to everything City were doing. Um, he you know, followed it up with the assist against Burnley and then obviously the huge return against Brighton. So, yeah, I mean, you, you called it early. You're completely right. I think now a lot of people are moving for him after an 18-point hit. But we were there. We were there. I mean, he was like, what, 6% owned? Um, you've got to be chuffed with, with that. Point, that was yeah, cool. it was 0.6 when I got him. And Nuclear <laughs> Atoms in the chat, who's a good pal. Late Riser called the Foden Hall first. You can shut up. Uh, excuse me. Late Riser was one day behind me on the wire when I spoke to Az. I have asked for the date of this. And Late <laughs> Riser is my favourite FPL manager going. So I'm not slating him at all here. Oh, I love him. But so is Az. Um, <laughs> Late Riser did call him the day after I did, or the same day possibly, but different time zones. But he didn't actually put him in his team until two weeks after me. So you can do one, Nuclear. Um, <laughs> I was definitely the first the, the the first scout attached person to bring Foden in. I checked. Well, I, I thought I thought it was it was nuts. You know, against Liverpool as well. I yeah, I I, I just I just didn't see the logic. I thought we've seen Foden before previous seasons. Uh, you know, this happens. He has a good game, and then he's out the team again. I just don't see it this year. Yeah. I, th- I think I think you know, given that they haven't signed a striker, given that Torres is now injured. Yeah. Given that Mar is out of favour and Gabriel Jesus has moved over to the right, there's so many factors that make Foden a good option. Yeah. And oh my, the level of his performance against against us. I know, like, okay, deflected goal, uh, and I mean his other goal was <laughs> completely. I thought it was an own I thought it was an own goal, the Dan Burn one, and then the one off his bum from Jesus' shot. <laughs> I know. He was he was he was lucky to kind of 
get anything yeah. really, but you know, got got eighteen points, and that's what you. That's the difference between him and Grealish, right? Grealish yeah. is putting in good performances, but nowhere near getting any FPL returns. Foden's putting yeah. in good performances, but getting big scores, and that's what we want because you want the players who get, you get the points. It doesn't matter about everything else. All that matters is getting the points, and I think him, he's a great option. I think Bernardo Silva as yeah. well. You know, I, he, I, there was rumours of him being sold in the summer. Crazy that. I know, but now he's in the team. He's pulling the strings. The 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 difference between, like you say, between Foden and Havertz is how Foden's dropping and allowing Gundogan and yeah. Bernardo to push up. So whoever plays around Foden is going to benefit from him as well. But yeah, he's he's the one uh, that I get. I, th- I think if if you haven't got him, you I think people really really seriously need to be getting a, getting a strategy together to bring him in. He's going to be a hell of an option this season. Yeah, he really is. I'm with you on that. And everything seems to have aligned for him to get the run of starts with the Torres injury. For me, Jesus moving out wide really helped. Again, that was part of my thinking when I wildcarded him in. We had had about two weeks of Jesus doing really really well on the right then. And I'd seen Pep's comments and Jesus said in an interview, I actually like, this is my favourite position. And I was like, okay, if he's going to be seen as a right forward, there is no other nine option. Mm. And we'd seen Foden do it so well last year. So... The other player I'm actually looking at is the way City are attacking. Do I go double City attack? And I, I, I like to be early to these things. And I'm already looking at what second City attacker I might want. And if there was one in there, it would actually be Gabriel Jesus. He's like 8.5-ish, which is as cheap as we've seen him. Playing on that right-hand side, he's getting the starts over Mares, And he looked so good against Brighton. Like Jesus, Jesus looked sharp and I like his, him and Foden link up really nicely. So again, I might, I might go, go double city attack and go Jesus before it's cool. It feels like some of the pressure has been taken off him. Now he's, now he's over on the right. He looks more confident yeah. again. Like he's beating players. He's doing like step overs. He's doing tricks and things. And I think because he's not playing in that kind of central role and he had all the, the shadow of Aguero looming yeah. over him and, and all that, I do wonder if they've, they've really, you know, somehow got something really good there with, with him playing out, out wide. And, the, you know, yeah. he, he can't do what Foden's doing in terms of the dropping deep and winning the ball back and collecting. He's, you know, he either plays as a kind of a, a proper nine or on the wing. And I think the playing yeah. on the wing suits him a lot better than than up front. Yeah. It's almost like yeah. Pep's a good manager. He knows what he's doing, isn't it? Uh, some of the time. Uh, so just some of the other players. Uh, so we've talked about defence and midfield. You had Antonio Jimenez and Tony up front. Jimenez with assist and Tony with a goal. Uh, totally with another blank, but with good fixtures to come. And your bench, Foster, uh, Livermento, oh dear, uh, Christensen uh, and Brownhill. So looking at your team, I know the, the Livermento benching is annoying, but I'm guessing you weren't really considering playing. Your, t- your, your front 11 was, was pretty strong. It was, it was annoying because I, I was toying between Diaz and Livermento first sub because I had Christensen in my 11 who didn't play. So Diaz came on and got me the two points and... I actually, when I set my team and the deadline passed and I went to check, I was like, did I put Livermento first or Diaz first? Because I'd been swapping so often in the build-up to the deadline. And then when I saw Diaz was first, I was like, okay, fine, now get a clean sheet. He'll come on because I knew Diaz hadn't played. And then obviously Livermento, I, I knew, I really felt Burnley would score. And I remember Seb saying um, on Twitter something like, all these people benching Livermento. And I was like, no, Bernie score. I didn't expect the Livermento post and goal within like two minutes. So yeah, that was, that was really frustrating, especially because I was, I've been, I've been big on Livermento since preseason. Like 
yeah, I've just had him so early and I've not had any points from him. I feel I feel like I've been hard done by because I, I was the one at the start of the season going, this is the four million defender we all want. And yeah. everyone else was going, no. And I've so I had him and I've just benched him every week and he always gets six points. And this week he got nine on my bench. I played him this week. I was quite proud of myself. Feels, feel, I feel cool. proud when you when you play your four million defender. Yeah, um, it's ballsy, but why not? I mean, he's showing loads of attacking intent, right? But I did play him over Smith Rowe, who, who actually outscored him. So I can't, <laughs> I can't be. Yeah. I can't celebrate too much. Mate, you had an absolute worldy week. <laughs> I have Smith Rowe, and you fair play. Your squad is in good shape. Yeah, and and needed because you know there's there's injuries abound. Yeah. right. You know, Rafinha we're going to talk about is a, is a doubt. Um, Bomo's got a hamstring injury. Vardy's yeah. got an injury. Ben White has got an illness now. Ray has been injured. Like it's it's crazy. It's like literally flag central for for a lot of people. Yeah. Christensen and Aspilicueta as well. I know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, with teeth and back problems, and yeah, and now question marks about Reese James because now he's played full ninety yeah. in the week. And it, oh yeah, it's uh, it looks like Chilwell owners are going to be the ones laughing. I think. Yeah. Um, going into the week. Yeah. Um, right. Let's look at your team uh, for the next game week. Uh, you've gone for Foster in goal over Ramsdale. Interesting. Uh, Reese James, Diaz, and Cancelo. It's pretty similar to last week. Uh, Salah Foden, Rafina Havertz. Salah captain this week. Uh, Havertz, Vice, uh, Antonio Jimenez, and Tony. Bench Livermento again. That's good. I'm playing him. Probably going to get another haul. Uh, yeah. Christian's on your bench and Brownhill. So, I mean, the, the first one is you've gone for Foster over over Ramsdale. Just purely fixture? Purely fixture at the moment. To be fair, I, I created this team before Southampton playing Chelsea last night. Knowing Southampton looked so good going forward last night, I'm now starting to think they're definitely going to score against Watford <laughs> and I might change it for Ramsdale. So that one, I'm, I'm on the fence. I'm not sure. Although if Ben White is injured... I don't like Ramsdale as much. I know. So I mean, it depends on Ben White. If Ben White's fit, I'd probably go Ramsdale. Yeah, and and, and lose on Vardy as well. If Vardy's going to be out as Good well. point. It's, yeah. It's, it's I mean, Leicester are looking like they're going to score. Like, with, with like if Daka comes in, he's looked really good. Yeah, like, his true. goals per minute must be amazing um, from, from, from the Europa League. So, yeah, I don't expect either of my goalkeepers to keep clean sheets, to be honest. No, that's that's optimistic. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that means that means that basically means the one that you bench will almost certainly keep the clean sheet, while the other one doesn't. Uh, yeah. That's normally how it works. Um, yeah. What do you make of Reese James? You got Reese James. He's the he's your only. You're, you're benching Christensen. Um, yeah. Who will, who will start? I think. Who? Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing he's had surgery on his teeth. Is that right? And it was a training collision, yeah. and he's he's had to have surgery on his teeth. Something like that. I feel like he was still on the bench lot. I need to check, but I think he was on the bench last night. I know Aspilicueta wasn't. But I think Christensen was well enough for the bench last night. I need to check that. Mm. But I think he will start. Um, so Reese ha- James, though, I'm not so sure. If Aspilicueta's fit, if Aspi's fit, I think Reese James is benched. Oh, I really I mean, do, that, which is that so be... annoying. Because he, he comes on, yeah, yeah. He, comes, he gets, he gets point. twenty. He gets twenty minutes, thirty minutes. It's one like point. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually thinking I, I might sell Reese James this week to Chilwell because I know Chilwell's going to start, and I know it. I actually sold Rudiger to Reese James two weeks ago. Like, talk about sideways moves. I've gone from Rudiger to James to then potentially Chilwell all in like three game weeks. Seems silly, but I'm just not convinced. I love Reese James, one of my favourite Chelsea players again. I would make that right wing back spot his own for the next 10 years. Mm. But Thomas Tuchel doesn't see it. For whatever reason, he just doesn't. There is a reason why Chelsea wanted to buy Hakimi in the summer. Look at the transfer news. We were linked with like two big signings this summer. One was a forward and we got him. The other one was a right wing back and we didn't. We missed out to PSG. Why did Tuchel want a right wing back? He's got 22-year-old Reese James. He's letting Livermento and Lamptey go to other clubs. 
He's not happy with it. There's something there that suggests, and we know this from the minutes and the starts he gets in the Premier League, that suggests Rhys James is not a nailed Chelsea asset and Thomas Tuchel isn't 100% sold on him. And I don't know why, but it's a thing. So despite us being sold, don't we can't keep buying him if he's not getting Premier League starts. And yet we both got him. <laughs> yeah, because we think he's amazing. I know. I mean, man, man of the match against against Norwich, absolutely yeah. unbelievably good performance. I thought scored the winning penalty last night as well. I think yeah. for Chelsea, and he scored a pen in the last shootout for Chelsea in the league. I think he could actually be close to being on pens, knowing Mason Mount has missed two of his last three now. If Lukaku and Jorginho aren't on the pitch, Reese James could be the penalty taker. Wow. <laughs> if he's on the pitch, if is... he's on the pitch, because Mason Mount has. Missed in the shootout last night, and then he had he missed one of the two, which was retaken the other day. You can't miss two of three and still be on pens. I yeah. don't think so. Uh, I just want to mention a, a great stat from uh, someone in the chat. I need to find it now. Uh, oh, while, while I do that, I'll, I'll set you talk. So, um, just in midfield, you've got Salah, Foden, Fina, and Havertz, like we mentioned. You've got Salah, yeah. captain. Can you see yourself captaining any player other than Salah until the African Cup of Nations? <laughs> For this week, I'm captaining Salah because it's home. I do think there will be question marks in the next few. I'm not a permacap Salah permacaptain. I always like the fixtures and despite the amazing form. But look, he could blank against Brighton and then going to West Ham away. We might look elsewhere. Who knows? But for now, this weekend, 100% locked. Salah is my captain. And also, he'll be hopefully rested tonight, which is nice. Yep. And uh, Havertz Vice, so you're not going down that road again. Uh, it was Tom Bosman in the chat. Under Tuchel in the last 28 matches, the number nine has only scored six goals in those games uh, from transfer market. Yeah, thanks, Tom. That was that was the stat that I remember seeing before before this match. I couldn't remember um, exactly what it was. Um, but you know, we, we we talked about Havertz at, at length. But you're not tempted. Is there a little bit of you that's tempted to go Havertz again, Captain? Double down. No, I went all, I moved, I moved mountains last week already. I feel like I doubled down last week by the four point hit in the surgery that my squad didn't need. So this would be a triple down. Um, If I was tempted, anyone, I'm not even going to look at it. The more I talk about it and think about it, I'll convince myself into going, oh, maybe let's try and look cool. But Phil Foden, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's keep talking. Phil Foden Foden against Palace at home, knowing he'll be rested tonight. Foden's a cracking shout, but Salah's a better one. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and up front, Antonio Jimenez and Tony, I'm guessing you're, you're pretty happy with those. Um, yeah, you... I'm happy, but I don't like the... Antonio, I'm starting to think, isn't as good an asset as we think. He was really, he's been really quiet recently, despite his points against Spurs. He just stuck a leg out of a corner and got the points. Jimenez ceiling so low. Tony's definitely the lock for me, but I think Jimenez, Jimenez will probably go first out of those three forwards mm. in the perhaps three, four weeks. But I don't think I'm sold on Antonio set and forget. I am with Tony. And I was quite unlucky not to get points from Tony last weekend. He should have scored in that first half. But yeah. It's a little bit embarrassing though, the the options that we've got up front. Um, I mean, you know, Vardy and Antonio are, are the top scorers in that position with 57. Gabriel Jesus, who we talked about, is there. Yeah. And then we're looking at Maximan with 41. Uh, I mean, he's got three more points than Gallagher, for example. Six more points than Bowen. Ings is on 39. Then Dennis, Aubameyang, King. Gosh. I mean, Huang's got 34. Huang's looking decent at 5-7. Got Broya there, who, who you've talked about before at Southampton. But we're going down to like 6 million and under yeah. strikers. They're just really... I mean, we've Calvert-Lewin out and Bamford injured as well. We just haven't got the options, have we, really? So I don't think we tough. have. 
Oh, if Lukaku's back fit, that will give us an option of when when that when that happens. But then his fixtures will turn. I genuinely think if I don't sell James, I'm, I will sell Diaz to free up that City spot, mm. um, and it will be Trent coming in or Chile coming in, and that City spot I want to use on an attacker, and that attacker at the moment is looking like Gabriel Jesus. So I wouldn't be surprised if in a couple of weeks or even a week. I look at Jimenez or Antonio, probably Jimenez to Jesus. I've got a couple of, I've got like three, four million in the bank. So, you, so you've got enough money to get in Trent this week if you wanted. Yeah. But you, but you think you're going to go chill well? I'm on the fence. I don't know. I'm waiting on Azpi's injury news. If Azpilicueta's out, I keep Reese James. I sell Diaz to Trent. If Azpi is fit, I probably sell James to Chilwell. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I definitely want, no, I want Trent in the next few weeks anyway. Bringing him in for Watford seems of, of like an obvious move. So I'm probably slightly veering towards Trent for Diaz. And then I have that City attacker. I really do genuinely think Gabriel Jesus is going to score big soon. I think he's going to do a Foden. Well, you've got your, you've got your Man City, you know, um, specs on. You're doing good, good job, good job calling those players. So it wouldn't surprise me. I yeah, I, uh, they'll definitely get rotation, Jesus, more than Foden. But yeah. I think you just have to. That's fine. When they're scoring four or five goals a game, that's fine. We spe- we're happy to spend eight million on a Jimenez who scores. His team scores one goal a game. Why not spend eight million on a Man City player, even if he's rotated fifty percent of the time? If they're scoring four or five, absolutely. A game? Agree. Um, if you're watching this video uh, like now or, or later, well, you are watching this video now or later because otherwise you wouldn't be hearing <laughs> what I'm saying. I have a weird thing to say. Uh, but yeah, consider liking the video. Um, drop us a comment as well if you if you liked it and make sure you're subscribed uh, to the channel too. We've got 653 people watching at 11am nice. on a Wednesday. Uh, but yeah, not many likes. So yeah, if you have enjoyed listening to Janny's Pain, uh, make sure you hit the, hit the like button. Um, we're going to just do Fantasy 5 quickly. Uh, so if you're interested in Fantasy 5, stick around. For that, um, yeah, some some interesting ones. So I mean, Liverpool Brighton. I mean, the obvious the, the games this week: Liverpool Brighton, Watford Southampton, Spurs United, Norwich Leeds, and Villa West Ham. It might surprise you to know that Liverpool have been uh, their players are quite high. Salah's eleven point five, uh, Mane's ten point five, Jota's nine point five, um, and then the Brighton players are all are all pretty low. Interesting with the Brighton centre backs: uh, Burn, Duffy, and Dunk are all under six. So a clean yeah, sheet for Brighton okay. or, a, or a goal would see them hit their target. Do you think Salah's the obvious pick, even though he was going to need essentially 12 points to, to do it? Or do we go for Jota at 9-5? I guess we I guess we stick with a Liverpool player, right? I don't mind Jota, you know. that. I, it depends who starts tonight. I mean, obviously, the, the beauty is we can change this up yeah. to the deadline once we're in. But if, if I mean, Salah will, should be rested. But I could see Jota packed being rested as well. If Jota doesn't play 90 tonight and we think he's definitely going to start against Brighton, it's good to see Jota getting the nod ahead of Mane like in, yeah. in what was a big game at Old Trafford. So I don't mind the Jota punt. But I mean, oh, I don't know. 9-5 is high. They're it high, is high, isn't high it? They're high targets, though. I, I, I mean, I, I didn't think City would score as many as, as they did. I had them as quite a narrow victory. I think, like we were talking about before we came on, the, the difference between Chelsea, City and Liverpool this year it almost doesn't yeah. matter who they play outside of those other teams because they can always rack it up. I'll put Jota in for now, but... What's always... Trent? Uh, what's Trent? That's a good question. Just because, I mean, he does look... He, look, he looks better this season. I, I, he, he, he looks like he's back. Trent is 9-5, so same as Jota. Oh, OK. Mm. Mm, but you probably get the clear... I, I think we'll go for Trent. I'll go for Trent. Yeah. Yeah, I think he could. He could. He could get that. Something. Uh, Watford Southampton. So, well, we got uh, 
Dennis is suspended, I believe, for this game. Or is it, or is it the cup that he's suspended for? Are they in the cup still? can't remember. Uh, but Josh King's no. the same price, 6'5", and will probably start. So is Broya, though, at 6'5". Oh, there we go. Uh, Saar, 7'5". Uh, and then all the defenders are kind of 6'5". But, I mean, you know, even 7'5 for, for Saar or 6'5 for, for Broya. I think we'd go for Broya. Yeah, you, 100%. You, you love him. He's in good form. Stick him in. Uh, Chelsea loan a lot of players out. And they sell a lot of kids. We sold Livermento, we sold Lamptey, we sell amazing kids. But Brojo was one we were not going to sell. He's that no. good. Livermento's got a release clause. Um, not a release clause. Sorry, buyback buy back clause. Isn't it? It's like forty million. I know. <laughs> yeah, very. Because I think he was he was going to come to to us to Brighton, but yeah. we, we wouldn't we wouldn't accept that as part of the of the deal. Um, interesting. Uh, Spurs United. How do you reckon this one's going to go? Two managers under massive pressure. Two teams playing really poorly. I fancy a Spurs winning this, you know. Yeah, I actually think if you own Son in FPL, he's a good captaincy option this week. Away from, if you didn't have Salah for whatever bizarre reason. But I think, I mean, this is the time to play United, right? Absolutely. I mean, Kane's six five on 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 fantasy five this week. Good. Son's eight five. I mean, Kane's got penalties. Yeah, as it's well. worth going. It is. Pro- although I wouldn't go with him in FPL for this. I think on this. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Norwich leads. Uh, I mean, Geldhart six five. He's come in and done a good job. Um, Rodrigo seven five, so a bit higher. Uh, Rafinha's eight five. Hoping that he's going to be fit. This is a really tricky one because uh, if Rafinha's out, who the hell is going to score? I, if Rafinha's out, I can see Norwich winning this. I was going to say I can see Norwich scoring for sure. So how much is what's Sergeant and Pookie? Because uh, Pookie six five, Sergeant. Isn't on I mean, it, I don't think. Mm. They'll definitely both start. He's been going with the split strikers. and I mean, it's not worked, but I think there's pressure from the fans to play Sergeant. Yeah, no, Sergeant's not on here. Okay. Well, P- I mean, I, I'm with you. I think Norwich could score. I think we well, Okay, let's stick Pookie then. Pookie. God, Pookie. If Pookie, Come on. If Pookie wins, <laughs> us 10 grand. <laughs> uh, and the final game then is Villa-West Ham. I definitely fancy West Ham in this. I was talking to yeah. Tom doing the Capsi video uh, yesterday and he's a Villa fan. He's terrified of this game. Really? He says Villa, the, the absolutely awful from defending set pieces. And with Creswell and Antonio in the team, he saw that goal they scored against Spurs and thought, oh God, this is just going to happen to us. Kurt Zuma header then. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> Hang be, time Zuma. Absolutely. So it could be, so Zuma's 6-5. I mean, Creswell's 6-5. Oh, okay. That's nice. So I, I think he's the one to go for. Antonio's also 6-5 as well though. Gosh. So there's quite a few kind of... Kind Generous of pricing for West Ham players there is, there. there is, yeah. I mean, Ben Rama, Suchek uh, are all 7-5. Um, I'd I mean, be happy I, with Antonio or Creswell at that price. I think let's go, let's go for Creswell. Yeah. Let's go for Creswell at 6-5, but we can always switch it to Antonio if we want. Um, so our team is Trent, Broya, Kane, Puki, Creswell. Puki's probably the one I'm most worried about, but yeah. rest looks rest looks pretty solid. Hey, if Rafinha's definitely fit, we could always change it and put Rafinha in. Although I think he was 8-5 when it's quite a bit. I need to log in. A couple of turns. Uh, actually, good reminder here. Open one password. I've got a password manager. Um, obviously, awful what's been happening last few weeks in, in the community. But I would strongly suggest anyone uh, to change their passwords on everything. Make sure you've got unique passwords, strong passwords. I've got one password. Um, and this is not a hashtag ad. I just did some research and just picked them. Um, they seem really good. I'm really liking the way that you can set passwords and it stores them all in kind of one place and all of that. So yeah, uh, hashtag non-add for one password. But yeah, make sure your passwords <laughs> are, are sorted. Um, that's us 
uh, for this week. Janny, thanks for joining me. Hopefully next week brings better things for you. Uh, can't, well, I mean, to be fair, it's, it's, it was a bad week, but 80 points wasn't, I mean, I've seen some horrific scores, 50, 60, you know, yeah. you're kind of in the kind of just below average side. Yeah, but hopefully your team looks strong and you'll bounce back next week. Yeah, the important thing is the team's strong and <laughs> like players all delivered with points and therefore they're in-demand players that like and they're going up in value. So the, the team yeah. looks well set. I saw a lot of people with sort of 80, but with Salah captain. It's like they had a dreadful week, but Salah got them out of a lot of trouble. So yeah. Yep. One last plug for me, Az. Um, if you're um, watching, you can see my Twitter handle on screen. Give it a follow and see the first post, which is about a football tournament in London if you want to take part. All the details of the pinned tweet, I think, to my page. I think I pinned it this morning. But really keen to get some sign-ups. Uh, I'm putting this on purely based on people saying they want there to be a football tournament. Um, and I am hoping any UK-based people might want to play. Enter a team or sign up as an individual. It's a charity tournament. It's like 20 quid ahead. Absolutely. Yep. No, it sounds great. I think I'm 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 out. That does. I've got a friend's birthday thing. Otherwise, I would be absolutely all over that. I'm gonna. You're see. available the Friday night, though, right? Yes, I'll be there. I'll be. It's fest night, right? It's fest night. It's fest night. Yeah, of course, Good I'll be night. at fest. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be. I'm gonna be a barrel laughs at the birthday party in the next birthday. But it's not a birthday party. I'm not ten. Maybe it is a birthday. Maybe I get a little goodie bag. Who knows? Uh, anyway, right, Janny, thanks for joining me, and I'll 